Spirit Radio Podcasts. Our prayer coach series is going to continue today. We get to talk to a wide variety of different people from all different backgrounds. And they just share with us a little bit about their life and faith and just tips on how we can grow spiritually. Get better at listening to God. Get better at praying. In my opinion, the true and most authentic form of mindfulness. And today I'm delighted to welcome back Rob Carley, mental health coach, actor and many more things besides being pastor at the Life Centre in North Dublin. Today we're going to be talking about prayer as a relationship with someone we can really trust, which I think is actually something many of us find really, really difficult. So hopefully Rob Carley will help us with that this morning. Good morning. How are you, Rob? Hey Wendy, how are you? I haven't well, talked to you for a while. You haven't talked to you for a while. And first of all, I have to congratulate you on being a granddad. Isn't that fantastic? Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Kaya, Kaya Jean has graced the world. She is. Now, this will surprise you, but I know other grandparents may disagree, but this is simply the most beautiful baby that was ever born. Ever. Ever. Anywhere. <laughs> it sounds like you are smitten. And I hope that I hope, I hope that smittenness will uh, turn into you just wanting to do lots of babysitting and nappy changing and all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm well practiced because I had five myself. So they're, uh, no, it's just fantastic. It's a new, a new, um, a new part of life, I suppose. So it's mm. just, uh, it's just amazing. So God is good. And it's, uh, she's perfect and she's well and she's healthy and her mom is doing well and her dad is doing well. And thankfully, her grandparents are doing well as well. <laughs> well congratulations to all. And uh, beautiful yeah. to hear the great news about baby Kaya. I think actually the last time we were talking to you, we were chatting to you about the acting role. Uh, something else that you were adding to your list of many times, yeah, being an actor, yeah. about the film yeah. Unseen. How did that go and how has it been received? It's been, well, it's been received unbelievably well. Um, I, I get a lot of messages and texts from people who are, who, uh, who've seen it. And, you know, it's a, it's a journey about mental health and it's... Uh, the movie is to is to start a conversation about mental health and to try and break the stigma associated with mental health. So it's and in, in particular aimed at, at younger like teenagers and young adults. So um, funnily enough, this week I just had a uh, phone call from the states to ask me to come over and do some promotional work for for the film. So it's uh, so it's been used to great effect in the states as well. So it's been uh, and I've had a number of churches called me and said. We've used it as a conversation starter and a Bible piece starter. Um, so it's been brilliant. It's actually, you know, not only, I suppose, did God let me fulfill one of my lifetime ambitions, but it's actually been used as ministry, which is a real blessing. So that's a... Uh, so that's really, really good. So, oh, fantastic. Um, an acting grandfather. So how about that? An acting grandfather. <laughs> bet you, I bet you wouldn't have thought that a few years ago. Now. So I won't, I won't join the active retirement. I'll join the acting retirement group. So, <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's just life with life. Wendy, my life has been full of twists and turns and really sad days and really happy days and um but God has been faithful in all of it and I suppose for me, you know, when I would talk about prayer and prayer being a relationship, I think that's the essence of my heart is that, you know, like true friendship is good times and bad times and that's what I, I found God to be a friend so faithful. I think people can understand the idea of friendship and relationship. Yeah. But I think what so many of us struggle to do is really, really believe that because we cannot physically see or touch uh, God that we, when we talk about a relationship, a friendship, but sure he's not there, he's not listening, is he really? Yeah, well, well, I suppose, see, I'm, I'm a very simple guy, so I, I understand things in, in simple ways. So so here, here's a thing, and it's just, just when I was waiting for your call, I met a very good friend of mine, uh, Pastor Sean Malarkey, this morning um, for breakfast. And, and we, we, we would be tight as friends. Um, we would have kind of, there was a time when we were maybe in contact four or five times a week. And, and over the last 
busyness of the last five or six years. I've been planting a church on the north side. Sean's been heading up the CCI. And, and, and time probably doesn't allow us to get together so often. But it doesn't stop us being great friends. Does that make sense? So so when I met him this morning, the conversation just picks up from where, where, left off. where we left off. Mm. And, I, and I think that, for me, is the essence of my friendship with God, is that he... He is, a, as the scripture calls him, he is a faithful friend. So he's never going to go, oh, I didn't hear from you, Rob, so you're not my friend anymore. Or I found someone else who's better than you. Or, you know, that, that, that was so last year, we're finished. He's a faithful friend. So, so despite my uh, non-attendance to my friendship, I suppose, duties with him, he is still always open and ever open to hear my cry. And I think that's, that's for me, when I think about God and his love and his, his, his graciousness, for me, that's that's probably the greatest gift is that he doesn't keep accounts. Uh, when was the last time you were in here? But what makes it really easy, I suppose, you know, it's the catching up is the thing. So if you, how if do you, you catch up with God? Yeah, but see, if you that's that's why I try and keep it that we meet every day. So it's like there is so the catching up is like you know it's sh- it's a short time in our in our conversation. It's like oh yeah, I told you that yesterday. And I, listen, God doesn't have to catch up; He knows everything. But it's just in my you know that kind of thing, in my thought about keeping this as a relationship. I don't want it to be like, remind me again who you are or where were we or how friend, how tight are we as friends. So when I when I come to prayer, it's like, you know, I just want it to be that we're, we're intimate. And I suppose intimate friendship, you know, the scripture talks about going into the quiet place and talking. He, like God loves us all as as a humanity, but he, he loves most of all the one-to-one relationship. And and that intimacy and friendship of prayer, and you know I you know I'm married and and my relationship with Karen, one hundred percent depends on communication. So you know when I'm working and in the psychotherapy world, if people come in struggling in a relationship, usually you can kind of go, there's a communication problem here, or you know when's the last time you talked about stuff that really matters, or when when you really open and honest with each other. So every relationship depends on communication. So when I want to grow my relationship with God. It always comes down to what's the level of communication. Is there an open channel of conversation? Is an open an open channel of openness between you? And um, and and are you listening? And I suppose for me, when I was growing up, most of my prayers were about Rob talking and asking. It was almost like <laughs> I'm not sure if I was a hostage taker when I was a younger Christian, but I used to go to God with a list of demands. You know. It was like, I want this and I need this and if you could give me this, it would be grand. And like, all it was shorter was and a helicopter and a million dollars for the getaway. Um, I've learned that one of the greatest things in the presence of God is just to listen to him. How do you, li- and that's, again, it's how, how do you do that? How do you listen? Because, well, well, I mean, if I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm trying to be silent. I'm trying to be, yeah. I get distracted. I start thinking about making the baby's lunch for tomorrow. And what yeah. Okay, so then I refocus and, and, and I'm going, I don't hear anything. How do yeah. I know what he's saying? Well, well, all I can talk is, is for me. Okay, so here, here's, God speaks to me. And it's not always in that space. See, when, when I say to people, like, just get yourself quiet in front of God, I... I could be driving in the car and and go, Lord, I'm I'm listening. If you if you have something to say to me, right? And it could be, it could be a song could come on the radio. It could be someone would talk for the day on Spirit FM. My mind might be brought back to a, uh, something I heard years ago. I might get a sense of a memory, and um, and I know it's just see, Jesus says in the Scripture, my sheep know my voice. So it's the more we get to know Him, the more we get to recognize 
his voice and how he speaks to us. And he speaks to us. So I have five kids and I, I speak to them all in different ways. They all have a different language of communication. So I believe that God speaks to us in the language that we most understand. So honestly, I'm a very visual person. So a lot of God talking to me would be through something visual that would remind me of a scripture. And then it would be usually, and I always say to people, like, don't, don't jump into like, you know, I saw a map of America. God's calling me to America. Like, I'm always saying, you know, you, you can confirm things and have other people pray about it and God will confirm it himself in different ways. But for the things that matter in my life. So, you know, I, I would often talk about, like, I want to be significant. I want to be accepted and I want to be safe. And, and God speaks into those things. And the quieter I am in the quiet place, the more he fills my heart with the truth that he has all of those three things covered. And my dad, my dad's 87 now, and a great, great man of God, and, and he would have spoken over our family growing up, Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for good. And, and I've watched his life, and just watching his life, and indeed watching my own life, and things that I kind of thought, you know, there's no good is ever going to come from this, or this can't be for my good. If I leave it with God, you know, and he, he is a lovely, I mean, I love... You know, quite often we think of prayer as being rote, that it's like I've got to go in and say, here's the formate prayers I have to go. This is the way I have to say it. If I don't say it this way, we don't get through. Like, like Jesus said, when you pray, pray in this manner. And it starts off with, like, our Father. And and that space is relationship. That's like, let, let me state why I have... It's almost like, let me state my case, why I'm entitled to come in here and sit in front of you and tell you my problems, share my blessings tell you what I need, tell you where I've gone wrong, confess what I need to sort out. It starts off with, da, it's me, Rob. So it's just that, that lovely space of relationship, which is like, if I start off with our father, that's like, I'm proclaiming I'm your son. I'm proclaiming that, you know, that I have a right and an entitlement because of what Jesus did for me in the cross to sit in front of you and share my problems. And then he's asked us, because he says, come to me if you're laboring, come to me if you're heavy burdened. I'll give you rest. And and that's why the relationship is so important. And you you would know in your own relationships, what makes them work is constant communication, listening to what they want to say to you, and then just allowing yourself to relax into the love that they have for you. And that's why I would say prayer, if we can get prayer to come from relationship rather than rota or rather than religion or rather than routine, it becomes like, I don't have to do this. I get to do this. It just becomes kind of part of your day. Mm. And, and not formal, like, so you can pray. You, just finally to ask you, Rob, what do you do yeah. then when you're you're praying like that, right? And you know, mm. uh, and the uh, and the way that you describe it, you know, like you're chatting to your father, right? Mm. Um, when you're asking for something that you really want, whether it's yeah. you know for someone's health to improve or whatever, mm. and those things don't happen, um, how do you handle that? Because I'm imagining, you know, if yeah. if, if it was my son when he was older, you'd be yeah. angry. Well, absolutely, and and so if I if I and you know my story, if I make it really personal for you, there was a time when Jean, my first wife, was on life support machine in St James's Hospital, and I stood in front of my heavenly Father and said, "Please, please make her well." And Jean went home to be with him. So I was like, "Oh, okay." So I asked you for that, and. You ignored me. Now, that was kind of what my feeling was at the time. I'm kind of going, why did you do that? Like, why did you not just listen to me? Why did you not just give me that one thing? But now, with the passing of time, now, it's still, I'm still sad about it. I'm still hurt about it. I'm still, you know, still don't fully understand it. But where I've come to is, if God is all-loving and all-powerful, and he is in control, 
there is a reason why Jean went home to be with him much earlier than the rest of us. So I bring it back to the father thing. There's been times in my life where my earthly father, I said to him, Dad, can, can I have that? And he said, no. And I went, why? And he goes, look, your dad knows best. And that's where I rest my prayers with God, is that, you know what? First, I have to believe that he is, he knows what's good for me. It says, it says in Scripture, no good thing will he withhold from those who love his name. So he knows exactly what I need. He knows when I need it. It says in Scripture, if he looks after the sparrows, he'll look after me. So I'm safe in his hand. It just may not be the way that I thought it should be. But if he's the master creator and the master planner, his plan is always going to be better than mine. And that's the faith that I think blesses us with the acceptance of he's got this, he's got me. And when I see him, he'll explain to me why things happen the way they did. Well, it's a, a really beautiful, I suppose, life experience that you uh, shared with us that maybe really will help people understand those times yeah, when, yeah. when we feel our prayers aren't answers. As always, Rob, it's a pleasure to talk to you and congratulations again. We'll call you Grandad. Thank Bob you. Grandad, Grandad Bob. <laughs> Grandad Bob. Thanks for joining us as our prayer coach. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie.